is welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is episode 50, New Year, New Projects. Yes, we are. What's what's a half a hundred? We are Bicent's podcast. I don't know because isn't Bicentennial is every 200 years, isn't it? I thought it could be either every 200 years or every half a hundred years. Century? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to look that up now. I don't know. Semi-centennial? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I could just be making up words. I like it. Bring it on. <laughs> um, I seriously can't believe, like, a couple of things. I know we gave out a Happy New Year last week, which is cool, but I still kind of can't believe it's 2022. Like I know. <sighs> That's wild, but I also cannot believe we are only two weeks away from our one-year anniversary of our podcast. I know. It's crazy. I was pretty hard on myself today, actually, because, you know, I have a thermometer hanging in my kitchen of where I want to be between the beginning of 2022 and the end of 2022, but I feel like I'm just not working fast enough through 2022 yet, and I was like, we're only 11 days in. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Right. I I can't believe we're 11 days in and I feel like because I took off of our real life work uh, right before Christmas a couple of days and then through the rest of the year. So it worked yeah. out the way the holidays fell. I was able to utilize some vacation days, but also those holiday days and really just make a nice stretch of time off. But coming back, I have literally been balls to the wall. And I think that's why I have a headache today. And I think that that's why I've been staring at this spreadsheet, the same spreadsheet. I feel like for two solid weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I get, I hate spreadsheets. I mean, if, if we haven't said it before, hell is literally lined the path there with pivot tables and Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> um They're just terrible. And I get bored because I'm very ADD. So like I... We'll sort it one way and color code it this way and highlight it that way and then change it up and sort it another way. And it's making my brain hurt and I just need to be done with it. So once I'm done with and get back to a normal like day-to-day work life, I feel like maybe I won't feel as bad. But I feel like this year, I just can't even believe we're like almost halfway through this month already. I know because I always feel like January itself feels like it's about a year (laughs) compared to the other months because it just seems like it just drags on endlessly. Um, But this year I feel like I came into the year much more focused and decided on what I wanted, wanted to get out of it and my goals and things that now I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're halfway through January and I'm nowhere near where I need to be. I, yeah, January's never bothered me. Um, tomorrow is actually three years of my mom passing from cancer. So that's pretty crappy for my January now. And mm-hmm. now it's like, whatever, it's cold and snowy and depressing enough. Like, why not add one more thing to it, I guess. But I've never really had beef with January before. I do now. So it's whatever. But now that Christmas is over, I'm like you. Like, what are those forsythias? Forsythias? four Scythias. Wow, that was a tough one. Or tulips I see sprouting. Can we get some daffodils? Right. Where are they at? Like I know. So last year I saw the first um Robin of the year 
on Groundhog Day, okay, which is which February second. Second, okay. Mm-hmm. And man, I must have stalked that thing the entire day because I just wanted to get a really good picture of it. Because oh, I was like, hilarious. no one's going to believe me that the robins are already out. We're going to have an early spring. Um, because a lot of times I don't see them until maybe like the first week of March. But they came early last year. And it was like as soon as I saw one, then I started seeing them all over the place. So. I feel like not as many birds leave Ohio as there used to be. And I know that you're quite the bird person. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... Like, there are days when I am trying to work and I have my headphones on and it's, like, bird central outside of our window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi, it's seven degrees outside. Could you head somewhere else, please? Thanks. Well, I think they've just gotten so used to some people feeding them that they don't leave because they know that's where the food is. Yes. Well, we- there was a big thing here locally in Ohio over the summer where... Uh, Ohio Department of Natural Resources was like banning people from feeding wildlife and birds because Mm -hmm. tons of birds were dropping dead. We, not because they were dropping dead, but we had, we lived in this condo community when I was um, a freshman in high school. And there were signs up that said not to feed the ducks um, because there was a pond that was there and the ducks wouldn't leave in the winter. And because they knew that was where the food was. It was, of course, not really safe for them. They didn't have, like, the shelter and resources and stuff that they would have. It was, like, a domesticated duck. So they had signs up that said we weren't allowed to feed the ducks. And then they would bring these, like, border collies out to run around in the pond and scare the ducks off. Because they didn't want the ducks being, like, comfortable at the pond. I don't understand why here in our town and I know that you guys frequently with all your walks see this place the splash pad here in town Mm -hmm. yeah why does it have those fake coyotes probably I in my opinion probably to keep the ducks and geese away so they're not pooping all over the splash pad okay because they look so stupid yeah I bet it's to to keep wild animals away like, oh, did you want to have your birthday party and you all these <laughs> big coyotes to hang out with? It's like, like the zoo where you get your picture taken with, like, the yes, gorilla statue. So, like, it's so out of place. Yeah. And oh, the splash pad is stupid. The fact that we used to have a pool and yeah. they filled it in and then put up a splash pad. Which I feel like filling in the pool is probably unsafe anyway because, to me, I feel like that could be potentially, like, a sinkhole hazard yeah but i mean i don't know man if you want to talk sinkholes do we have any listeners in florida because yeah i feel like that's frequently a thing there yeah and i would be so pissed if i was driving along and then all of a sudden i'm just like damn it man and now i'm in this hole in the road like this well, is my and I day just... of course i mean i i would just feel like that's something that would totally happen to me yeah and i feel like anytime the ground is disturbed you know, it's like well, there's a potential for a hazard. So like uh Gatlinburg, which we love to frequent, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, like four years ago or five years ago, I believe four, 
they experienced, you know, all those wildfires and it was just horrendous. Yeah. Especially, I mean, that area doesn't deal with it frequently like out West does. So it was just, it was just crazy. But even when we were just there in the fall, um, some of the roads, like where our cabin was, which was way, way up this mountain, um, you can literally see the charred, like, foundation cinder blocks, like, that's left over from whatever cabins might have been there that burnt to the ground. Oh, I thought you meant your cabin had charred foundation. I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> no, we would not be staying there. No, thank you. But <laughs> like they're rebuilding. The six, <laughs> yeah, they're building a lot of new new cabins back up, which is great. But on the other hand, Jeff's like, here's the thing, though, like that ground that they're building into this, these sides of these mountains that are freshly charred, like those burn scars, that that ground and that soil is not not stable. I don't know. Right. So, but it was crazy because uh, we had two days there that were like during the week um at the cabin and the one day we we woke up and literally they're building a cabin like I could reach my arm out and touch it beside the cabin that we were staying at (laughs) so while it was a great experience for us the next people aren't going to have that same experience because now there's like a reach out and touch someone cabin right there right that wasn't you know it wasn't there but here's these guys and they're like spray paint and hot pink stuff and flagging this and then you're hearing like beep beep and like they're I'm like what in the heck so like we look out and man these cabins again are like up on this mountain cliff so there's no blinds or anything and these I mean there's like a whole party of them out there you know three or four of them one guy supervising one guy surveying couple guys digging one guy using like a jackhammer thing to bust up the old cement foundation from whatever you know cabin was there from before oh my goodness it was all day all day and i'm sure there was no advance warning on that either like before definitely definitely not <laughs> um that was not which probably like we're early morning people so like i couldn't be like whoa you know i couldn't even sleep in because no because my stupid internal clock is usually up at like six o'clock every day regardless um so, but it was just annoying like it's just annoying and I don't care if I'm just sitting on the couch I don't like no blinds and no nothing when there's people like two feet from your window right. just checking in you know mm-hmm. yeah um, but that's when you know we talked about the bear being there but see they the construction guys had a dumpster of just like it literally said on it like no trash no food construction only and the bear got in that dumpster like all the way in the dumpster and tried to like forage around but it was wood scrap so then it got back out and tore up the neighbor's trash but um tons of new construction going up which you know again is great but safety wise i don't know right um so i jumped off the ledge on something oh gonna try to make a pair of socks that's one of my goals fun new projects slash learning something new nice. for the year. Um, most, I shouldn't say most, I've joined a lot of sock groups because that's what I do when I want to try something new in knitting. I find like 37,000 groups that deal with that and try to just get some ideas of how things work or ideas of what not to do starting out. Right. 
So you can use like double pointed needles or what people call DPNs. But I don't think that's a safe idea for me. I'm not that good. And they're pointed. <laughs> you can slip the needles off at either end. Like I lose stitches as it yeah. is. So I'm not there yet. I don't think I'm going to try that. That's the old school method that like our ancestors used. Um, my mother-in-law, well, I guess it would be my, I don't know, grandmother-in-law, Jeff's grandma. Yeah. Um. I guess used to use, you know, several like eight needles at a time. And that's what I was explaining to my mother-in-law that like, oh, I bet that that was because back then they didn't have the circular needles with the plastic or steel cables. It was like you just used a whole bunch of double pointed needles when you were working something in the round. That is just too much for me. (laughs) Agree. I agree. So nowadays they make these fancy finagled circular needles But the standard circular needles go down to the smallest size of 16 inches. And unless I am knitting for Bigfoot, (laughs) um, 16 inches is pretty aggressive. So they have a couple of different things I've been researching where you can do something called the magic loop. Uh I don't like it. I tried to do it once when doing a hat. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, you've got to use an extra long cable so that you can, like, slide it up and around and do what you need to do. It's a lot of hassle. And I couldn't see myself. Like, socks use a really lightweight yarn, like a Mm -hmm. sport weight or a fingering weight. And those stitches are tiny. So I don't want to have to be uncomfortably, like, moving this giant hoop around while I want to be able to do it comfortably. So, yeah. Two different options it leaves, which is either use two 16 or 24 inch circulars, but like not as circulars connected as one, use them separate, almost as if they're straight needles. Okay. Split your sock stitches in half. So if you're going like, say, 30 around, you would do 15 on each needle. Okay. And then work them like that. Oh, okay. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, that's not, it's not a terrible idea. I could probably figure that out. But then I stumbled upon some ladies that use a really tiny nine inch fixed circular. Like, it's not, you can't change it out to any other needle size. So I ordered it in a needle size two, but it's a nine inch round. And several people have videos and pictures of them using them for socks. So, We're going for it. I got, it's like Chiagu or Chiagu or something is the brand. And everybody swears by them just in general. They're regular, like interchangeable needles. But it's just one size two, which looks like a freaking needle almost. Like it's, oh no, like like it's tiny. It's going to be like your filet stuff. Oh, yep. But socks are tiny. So, so I was trying to explain to Jeff the other day because he said, well, why don't you just use some of that other yarn that you've got? And that'd be like a nice, hearty, warm sock, except for like for a house slipper. Yes. But yeah, like for socks that you're actually going to wear with shoes, you don't want. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have to wear Lucas's shoes when you make me some socks. Like yes. room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. So I ordered some. I think it's called Patton's. Croy socks yarn. 
Uh, it's two little skeins, and I believe it should do actually two pairs of socks. We'll see. We're going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whenever Amazon decides to ship my stuff, I'll let you guys know how that's going. But that is, aside from, of course, our temperature blankets we're working on. And the 10-stitch blanket I'm working on because I always have 17 projects at once. That's going to be my next thing. Going to give socks a go. Okay. That'll be fun. I can't wait to see them. I figured it'll be something also like in the summertime. Easy to work on that's not big and heavy and hot. Yeah. And, you know, you could also probably, when once you um, figure that out, you could probably do like baby booties and stuff also. Yes. That's a good idea. I saw these cute little... Uh, they almost look like Ugg boots. Oh, no. <laughs> but they were like, I'm about to have a new niece. And we've, other than Remy, on both sides of the family, it's all boys. Yeah. That's Except true. for we are about to have a niece. Exciting. Um, So she's going to need stuff like that. Yes. Um, But yeah, so that's a good call. So what are you working on next? Well, I'm so, uh, well, I've got my two temperature blankets I'm working on, but I started um, this afghan. Well, first of all, let me express my frustration. Please Red do. Heart don't what need, grinds your gears? Huh? I said, please do. Tell us what grinds your gears. People changing pattern names for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Because then I couldn't find it. So, um, I made, well, I've made a couple of them. These, it's, so the pattern used to be called the Prairie Star Afghan. Okay. Yep. And, um, so Red Heart, it, so it's Red Heart Brand is who made the pattern, but Yarnspirations.com is Red Heart's website. Um, oh, kind of like nitpicks or something is... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, so I was searching, 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 because I couldn't find that pattern anywhere on my Pinterest. And I knew that I had it saved. And I was like, where in the world is that pattern? So I keep searching. Can't find it anywhere. I searched on Pinterest. Prairie Star Crochet Afghan. Every freaking link that I clicked on was either like one of those spam links or whatever. You know, where it's just all like oh yes. ads or whatever. And I'm like, who? is buying first of all who buys website domains and stuff to just be putting trash on like that like no one's clicking on that right no one is clicking on your ad about how a jellyfish egg made you lose 700 pounds or whatever like you know what i mean like it's just right nonsense (laughs) there like who is wasting their money but anyway that's neither here nor there um so I kept searching. So then I was like, let me just go, I guess, to Red Heart or Yarnspiration's website and see if I can find it on there. Because they have, like, a catalog of patterns on there also. Oh, and also, P.S., somebody was trying to sell the pattern on Etsy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a copywritten pattern. Like, I don't, like, I don't think you can sell that. But, um, so... I was like, I'm not 
even certainly going to buy it because I can get it for free <laughs> on right. their website. So I'm on there. I'm searching Prairie Star, Afghan, uh, nothing's coming up. So eventually I get to just like typing in star or something in the search bar, <laughs> like anything, just desperation, anything, right? Because Prairie wasn't coming up. So I find it. They changed the name to Desert Star Afghan. Why? I don't know. And the picture of it, like, I don't like their color choice because it's, like, purple and orange and oh. red and whatever. Like, I get it. They're trying to make it look all deserty looking, I suppose. But definitely threw me off because they changed the name of the pattern. Anything yeah. under the name Prairie Star Afghan has been pretty much taken off of Pinterest from what I can Okay, See? we're going to give them a dirty look, but also dirty look this week goes to people trying to claim things as their own, but not. Yeah. I am in a group on Facebook for unique art mm-hmm. or forms of art, and there is a dishcloth that you can look up. It's called Granny's Favorite or Grandma's Favorite Dishcloth. It's very basic. It's like an increase. It's a like a what do they like a C to C? Like is that what they call it in crochet mm-hmm. where you work corner to corner? Yep. So you cast on four, and then you for each row knit two, do a yarn over, and knit the rest of the way. So you're adding a stitch with the yarn over all the way up until you get to whatever you want to call your halfway point, and then you start doing a decrease on the way back down. Same thing. So it's a basic. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, an edge with some little holes all the way around. Like, a little doily-looking dishcloth. Yeah. This lady on this group posted, Oh, I made this pattern up myself and decided to make squares and sew them together. Okay, it's the it's the freaking dishcloth. She didn't make that up. That thing's been floating around Ravelry forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is legit, like, beginner dishcloth series one. Um, and then she sewed the squares together like you would a granny square. So, like, I kid you not, this post had like thousands of likes and reactions, and people like, "You're so talented! Oh, I can't believe you made that." No, <laughs> she didn't make that. She is not granny, and that is not her dishcloth. Like, but I don't know if she thought she could say that because she decided to sew them together, and that was different. But still that's you sewing the dishcloth together like that's not i don't know so they're everybody's getting dirty looks for that this week stop trying to claim stuff i, I can't handle it busted somebody out on facebook one time like not a not a crafter but like a scam website where they oh. were trying to sell this like sweater poncho thing um uh, on like their quote unquote website or whatever and they're like you can get in multiple colors and blah 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 um no I recognized a little girl wearing the poncho and I was like that looks like the so and so's little girl from the Etsy shop because I follow this Etsy shop because I like a lot of their patterns on there and one I don't even think they sell the finished product of it I think they only sell the pattern <laughs> for it and um and I recognized the little girl because they use her as as like a model in all of their pictures so I screenshot it and I sent it to the lady um 
through the Etsy messenger and I said, I'm pretty sure this is your picture and probably your little girl that the spam website is trying to sell a quote unquote finished product of this. Um, just thought you should know. And so she said she was going to let her lawyers know and oh, man. get them involved. But I'm like, first of all, I scam on anything. Right. I was like, how dare you? And I put a comment on there too with her Etsy link and said, this is a scam post. This person is not selling you any finished products of anything. Um, This is the link to the pattern. If you happen to crochet and want to make it. Um, But this is definitely someone's copy written pictures that they have. Stolen and I don't know if you've ever you been scammed in general like that, but it's a really crappy feeling. Last year, or maybe even year before, we were in the market to buy a new deep freezer. And Jeff went online. He's really good at sourcing out deals of all sorts, you know, researching coupon codes and just all sorts of things to just make sure we're getting the very best deal. So he does all this research, finds one that's a great deal orders it it's all through paypal which seems odd but it is the internet these days um pay for it blah 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 it ships it gives a tracking number we watch the tracking all the way from california the day it's out for delivery it says delivered but i assure you there was no freezer left anywhere here at my house right so we call the post office and are like, this says it's a UP- USPS tracking number. And the postmaster's like, yeah, what's your address? And we give it to him. And he's like, Mm-mm, that's not the address. And I'm like, no, that is the address. He's like, well, I can tell you that's not where they sent it. But let me let you in on a newsflash. Here's what they do. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, please, Mr. Postmaster, please tell me. So Shady. he said what these companies do is provide a tracking number. And they will ship you like one, say, screw with a nut and bolt and washer in a package. It tracks, it delivers to an address in your same zip code. Right, because it doesn't say what the address is, right? When you Correct. track it, just, just a zip your code. zip code. And then shows delivered. So our piece, whatever it was, was sent to the freaking county engineer. That ended up being the address it was delivered to. Mm. And it was, again, nothing. But because it was through PayPal, we were able to dispute it and get our money back, thank goodness. But that's what they do. That's that's what they do. So all these poor people. And I feel like a deep freeze is not going through the post office anyway. Right? Wait, I like, mean, wouldn't that be like totally, free? It would be. We thought it was totally weird. But I was like, well, you know, it's not. It was only like a five or seven cubic foot something. I don't know. I mean. I wasn't picturing it to be really big. So I was like, well, you know, I don't know. I know maybe that's, maybe the USPS is delivering some big, I don't know. They've got those vans and no, it was not even freaking ever shipped. It was just a whole hoax. And I don't work for the post office, obviously, but I feel like in our line of work, this problem could be easily fixed by the post office if they would make it a requirement that they show the the address. Well, I get why they don't because they don't want people going and hunting down their stuff. Right, like that was sent pirates. somewhere else. Yes, because I also share an address with a very similar address 
in my same zip code. And the lady who lives at the other similar address, her name also happens to be Sarah, but of a different last name. And we get each other's stuff on the regular. (laughs) Oh, I hate that. um, Yeah. And the Domino's guy, he, when we first moved in here, they went there all the time to the other address. They have since not for a while done that. (laughs) They figured it out. Right, and I imagine probably because I would assume we probably order Domino's delivery way more than the other house does that they just know that that is not the correct address or something. I don't know. Or, like, they're paying attention more because we've never given them that address. But so, same street address or street number and street name, only mine ends in drive and theirs ends in road. Um. So, um, Domino's used to go to their house all the time and they're like hey man i'm out here knocking on your door and no one's answering because they would you know call right. and we're like do you happen to be at xyz road they're like yeah we're like yeah that's the wrong address and of course by the time they'd get back here like food is cold and stuff because that's not a short distance away either like that's all the way on the other side of town right so, like it's not even like it's not well, close one time our order got messed up. Actually, it was Domino's also. And we ordered it in your town somehow instead of our town. Mm. And by the time, like, there was nothing we could do about it. Yeah. So Jeff called them and they're like, yeah, we we got it in the oven. <laughs> I did that like, one time okay, at Kroger. Taking a Sunday cruise then for no reason when we have a Domino's in our own town. Yep. I did that one time at Kroger ordering a click list and I was here at my Kroger forever waiting on it checked in and everything and nope. It was the other Kroger. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I was like, shit. So I had to book it over there, but it was a Kroger in your town and I just never changed my address on the app or my pickup location oh. on the app because we happen to be at my in-laws who live in your town. Right. And so one day we were over there and I was like, we'll just order the groceries from there. I'll just pick them up, you know, when we leave and we'll just go home. And next time I ordered groceries, I never changed it. Mm, just saved it. Our Walmart has pickup mm-hmm. now, by the way. Look at us moving on up. I never wanted to be that person. Like, I never wanted to be, like, the pickup person because I always felt like it was just really lazy. But I tell you, it has made life so much easier because... Right after work, you know, in the evening, we can just roll through and pick it up real quick. And then, you know. Yeah, you know who I'm really jealous of? Who? Like moms with babies or single moms with kids. Like, you know how great that would have been? Like, oh, my kid is sick and I don't want to have to take him in to get a Tylenol, whatever. Let me just. Not dragging in the diaper bag and the bucket seat and everything else. Yes. Yes. Especially in the cold, like, man. Right, just, trying to push the cart through snow drifts and not, not drop your baja baby, your baby right, right off of the, <laughs> right. the cart. It's terrible. Oh, man. But yeah, I don't, so I'm, I'm a tad bit jealous of that, but I agree. At first, I was like, oh, okay, that's stupid because you're what, too lazy to go in and get your own groceries? I know. I Yes, and um, I would always get frustrated because I would be grocery shopping, and you better believe there's about 18 people in there grocery shopping for other people. And it wasn't just, like, just, you know, the Walmart or Kroger pickup. It was, like, the, 
you know, like the third party apps or whatever, where they can do the grocery yes. shopping for you. Um, it would be stuff like that too. And I'm like, I am literally just trying to go get some ramen noodles down this aisle here. Please move out of the way. <laughs> well, and I think too, COVID kind of shaped that in the sense that like, I don't care where anybody stands on anything. It was just convenient to not have to mess with sanitizing down your cart, putting on your mask, making sure you whatever stood in line at first. Remember they had all the stickers everywhere. And you yeah. Stand here, there. You know, I haven't been inside of a Walmart in almost two years. It'll be two years in May that I haven't been inside of a Walmart. Right. That's what I'm saying. They've really, you know, it's kind of shaped the way for us not to have to be. Um, Well, and I'm just an anxious person also anyway. And you never know who's going to lose their stuff. If you have a mask on, don't have a mask on. If you make eye contact, if you, like, people are just, I think looking for a reason to lose their shit these days so like if well, i don't have to go yeah. into walmart and i can avoid any of that then okay thank you and i don't um, want to run into anybody either that i don't want to you know what i mean like yes because there's a meme and i swear it is me and it's something like you know have my hair done makeup on yeah. whatever see no one haven't showered in two days you know messy bun yesterday's makeup leftover see everyone you ever went to high school with like right why is that the universe because it happens every time to me and i just want to get in and get out and we both live in very small communities and you can't help yourself but to not run into people and then it's like the awkward hey how are you good how are you and then it's like oh yeah oh okay I'm gonna walk away then because I don't really know what else I'm supposed to say here like right or you get into a conversation where you're staying there for 45 minutes and you're like and now my milk is room temperature and my ice cream has melted (laughs) and I just I'm just awkward anyway yeah I don't know I I just hate that kind of stuff so yeah it avoids all of it all together um although the other day and I know this is very first world problems of me I pull in to get our Walmart pickup. I check into the spot number. Mm-hmm. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I see him come out. I'm like, yes, okay. Literally had like two things to pick up. They walk past me. Somebody else's stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. I kid you not, I waited like 25 minutes until finally I see the girl walk by again with someone else's stuff. And I'm like, hey, excuse me. Hey, I'm so sorry, like, to be that person yelling from out my random window here, but um, I checked in, like, 25 minutes ago for just these two items, and I noticed you have brought every single other car stuff out but mine. Is there an issue? Like, what is going on? Oh, yep, got you right here. Don't show you checked in. I got accused of that one time. They said that I didn't check in. But you know what else happened to me one time? They said that I did check in, and I wasn't even there. Oh, and they weird. were they called me and they were like, "Hi, we don't see you out in the parking lot." And I was like, "Cause I'm not there." And they're like, at "My house, right?" They're like, "Oh, it shows you checked in." And I was like, "I have literally not even opened the app since I put in the order." Like, oh my god, are you sure that it's me? Um, but That's yeah, hilarious. because I had put it in for when we got off work, and I just wasn't off work yet, so I was like, well, "Right, go get it when I get off work." But I was like, "No, I haven't even opened the app." So. Oh not me roll it back on inside i'll be there in a minute yeah. <laughs> Thanks. um 
how are your temperature blankets coming along? Good. Um, so I'm I'm using two different like color schemes, of course, but also two different temperature um that's the word I'm looking for scales. Maybe yes, yeah. So one of the blankets has more colors to it so the temperatures change more often than the other one does so one of them is coming out a little more colorful than the other one right now just because one of them requires more color changes than the other one Mm. does because say there might be on one of them and I don't know exactly what it is but one of them might be like a I did the temperatures in 10 degree increments or something. I don't remember. And then the other one might be like five or six degree. Someone in our group is doing, and there's this like three degree increments. And that is wild. Yes. Because that's a whole lot of variations and colors. Right. Um, Speaking of our group, if you haven't joined us yet, Find us on Facebook. We have a new group. You don't have to be making a temperature blanket with you. Just join us there because it's fun crowd. Um, right. But it is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitch-a-thon. It's a private group. Um, you can find it still. So, like, it's open to the public to find it. But you do have to request to join. That way, you know, all the loon loons we can keep out. But, yeah. Um, We've got, I don't know, nearly 150 folks in there joining us. And and also, might I add, too, we haven't specifically put in the title that it's temperature blanket. So, even if you don't want to do a temperature blanket, but, like, you're just, you don't want to commit to more than one row a day <laughs> or something, you can just make any blanket and do and it for a year if you want. shawls and scarves yes. and wraps and... Yep. Um, just all sorts of creativity in there. And I will say, like, I have thoroughly enjoyed everybody there so far is very nice and helpful. And, like, everybody has really great ideas. And, like. Everyone's so I, supportive, too. I've not seen one, like, rude comment towards anybody yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Somebody actually proposed an idea last night or this morning. And I'm not sure which because they all seem to run together. But it was about doing, like, a COVID-related blanket instead of temperatures like positive case counts or death counts oh my god sounds a little (laughs) dark um but nobody went on there and said like whoa you lunatic that's a terrible idea like some of the comments were like wow that's really unique i it's a little dark for me i'm not sure i would want to look at that each day but as far as like a time piece that generations to come could look like it's a unique idea really creative like i said um so I don't know, but yeah, they you know you could find us there. That would be fun. We're there. We like to see what you're up to. Like Sarah said, even if it's not a blanket or anything temperature related, just come there to hang out anyway. Right. Um, you can also find us regularly to message us on Facebook or Instagram at needleshooksdl, or you can email us. Uh, it is spelled all the way out: needles, hooks, and dirty looks at gmail.com. So all sorts of ways to get a hold of us. Um, I keep saying I'm going to get better about this TikTok thing. And I really need to work on that. But 
maybe this weekend you'll get a TikTok video because it turns out I'm doing a lot of knitting while I'm at basketball games. So maybe you'll get a TikTok of Remy and I this weekend and we'll try to do some knitting or something. I'm not doing any dances for you all. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but we hope that you find us and we're only two weeks away da, 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 from the one year episode. So thank you yep. for hanging out with us this long. And we hope that you continue to, uh, I don't know, enjoy our world here and join our group. We're a lot of fun over there too. So, mm-hmm. um, if not, we'll catch up with everybody next week, Tuesday, two more weeks until the big one year anniversary show. At Needles Hooks DL on Insta and Facebook or Needles Hooks and Dirty Looks Podcast Year Long Stitchathon group on Facebook. Find us there or we'll see you here next week. Bye. Bye.